here we are. Yes, we finally got to it's thirteen, right? Episode, yeah, okay. thirteen. Episode thirteen. I can never track it up. Oh shit! Uh, it's the Ketogenic Bodybuilding Podcast, episode thirteen. Here we are. We're back, and I always start with an apology because it's been too fucking long since we've done this. But um, I'm trying to correct that by bringing in a voice of reason. Uh, on the last episode, you were on the last one, right? Uh, yes, I was. You and yeah. Caleb. I brought Vo- voice of reason. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who uh, tuned in on episode 12, um, my co-host now that I've twisted his arm and convinced him to sit in as a regular co-host to keep this uh, ship sailing down the freaking seas <laughs> correctly, uh, everybody say hello to my partner in crime, lifting partner and good friend, Jason Marlowe. What's up? What's up? Okay, so we're back. Uh, Caleb was here last time. Caleb is kind of like just some color commentary that we're going to bring in from time to time. But uh, like I said, Jason's going to be around to help me keep this shit together and be able to bounce some stuff off of. And if you weren't uh, with us on episode 12, check that out. It was a good time. And uh, Jason has been with me for how many years has it been? Did we ever figure that out? Uh, 10 plus. 10 plus. He's been training with me. Uh, We've been workout partners for about 10 years. And it's been a lot of fun, and you know, if any of you have a lot of pain, too, a lot of pain. Well, <laughs> shit, we just finished a fucking brutal leg workout. Yeah, I know, right? Should I'm we like, start everyone <laughs> talking about that dick that said you can't get? It? <laughs> Is that just going to be a reoccur? It's going to be. It's going to end up being the same podcast every time. You know, he got his job accomplished because every fucking time I'm like at 40 minutes, I'm like, okay, could I really start right now? Could I possibly start? Maybe I'm holding back. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not hitting it hard Jesus enough. Jesus Christ! After 40 minutes. Today, we were <laughs> near the point of putting our fucking day's food all over the gym floor. <laughs> yeah. You know, all we did, we did, uh, well, luckily for us, the bands came in. Yeah. We had to order new bands because all, all of our old bands corroded and broke and, you know, snapped. So, all new bands. So, we did four sets of banded hack squats. Hack squats. Yeah. And for those of you out there that have never been to the gym and seen our hack squat, it is easily the biggest low rent trailer park <laughs> piece of shit hack squat ever made. Yeah. We like to joke that it has square wheels instead of round wheels on the mechanism on, on the sled that goes yeah. up and down yeah. because I think the wheels have so many flat places. Oh, I made the analogy like it's like the the, the shopping cart wheels that you always yeah. grab that one shopping cart that's got the flat wheel. Right. We've got right. four of those. Imagine doing squat. hack squats in a Walmart sharp shopping cart, the <laughs> shitty one, the shittiest yeah. one they have. So our hack squats are easily more difficult than anybody else's just because of the sheer piece of shit equipment that we have. And we love that thing. So we decided to make it worse by putting bands all around it. Uh, and we did four sets of that. And that was fucking brutal. Yeah, it was terrible. That was yeah, terrible. Really bad. And then uh, so four sets of that. And then we jumped on the leg press. And why not ban that? So we did three sets, right? Three sets, but those were the deepest the possible. deepest. I mean, the whole point was if, if you're not knees to chest, it doesn't count. And you know, we got ended up with four plates on each side on the Nautilus leg press, which is a little bit different than a 45 degree sled. And uh, we banded the shit out of that. And I'm telling you, when I got done, th- that that third set was the hardest leg press set I've done this year. Yeah. This, oh, this hands entire down. prep, hands down. Yeah. That was harder than the, the what was it? We did a thousand pounds. Yeah. That was harder than that. Way harder. Way harder than that. Yeah. So. And I, I actually almost lost my cookies on that last <laughs> the last rep. <laughs> I was fighting it back every single time. Jason stopped because he was convinced that he was about to have pre-workout all over his shirt <laughs> mid-rep. Yeah. So we went ahead and stopped it, which was probably a good idea because we knew we had to do this podcast. So 
I didn't want to sit in the office and smell puke the whole time I'm trying to talk about this stuff. So anyway, um, so what else is new? Anything good this week? Oh, it's just been, it's been a tough week. I mean, since, uh, I don't know, we just hit it hard every freaking day and then, you know, work on top of that bullshit. Just, you know, society's gone crazy and everything's, uh, you know, want it, want it right now immediately. So everybody's busy and. What does it say when the shit that we do in here for an hour is the sanest part of what's oh, going on in the world? Absolutely, right now? yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is. You know, when when what we do out there is is brings calm and normalcy to true, an to true otherwise release, yeah. <laughs> otherwise chaotic freaking world that we're living in right now. But uh, I'm not going to bring politics into this one, so uh, we'll just move on from there. But uh, but anyway, um, put, your, put your grumpy old man up. <laughs> put the grumpy old man up. Yeah, we. And that's kind of become a thing. Uh, we tell it like it is. And, 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 and again, I talked about being repetitive a second ago. This podcast, to me, feels like it's going to be repetitive again. But Jesus, man, a little bit of backstory. Um, this last week, I celebrated a milestone. I reached over 100 clients online. Congratulations. Blessed beyond measure. Thank you for all of you out there who have decided to put your faith and trust in what I do and in the programming and coaching that I do. And I really, really appreciate that. It's been an absolute joy and pleasure. Um, but you know, we've got the nearly, I think we're just about ready to tick over 10,000 members in the KGB Facebook group. And you know, you, you have to know that with that many people that you're engaged with on a regular basis, you get flooded with questions mm -hmm. and it's, they're just constantly coming in. And the thing is, though, man, and this is no bullshit, I could literally funnel 400 comments or questions in a week, and those 400 questions are going to fall into one of four different topics, right. four different questions. Right. It's, it's very, very repetitive. So I feel the need to touch on these things, and, and I think this one could, you know, this is going to be a get-off-my-lawn episode because... <laughs> you, and, and I, I swear to God, I'm, I'm, I'm with all the best intentions. You have to get the point across, and maybe we just haven't been forceful enough. <laughs> if, if they're well, gonna, I, mean, I do see the members actually speaking up and saying, "Hey, we we covered that. Go back, you know." Yeah, go. that's the great thing. You know, we've got that core group of members that are like, "Dude, search function, which has been covered a thousand times. Did you download the rules of engagement?" So I do have a legion of fantastic members both as clientele and members in the group that do chime in and we're like dude man what the fuck i mean we cover this investigate a little take a minute yeah but uh in all serious no seriousness though i think we need to cover these things and make sure that people understand number one with this is i'm a bodybuilding fan you know this oh. uh, i love bodybuilding i love the sport. god i hope so <laughs> <laughs> you know it's uh, I love bodybuilding like you like the Washington football team. <laughs> I gotta make fun of that. Yeah, well, you know, hey, they'll they'll come up with a name one day. One day. <clears throat> yeah. um, God, we gotta we need to start a poll. Name the Washington football team, <laughs> but wrong answers only. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, yeah. So. Politically incorrect. <laughs> but I love bodybuilding, and and to be fair, the great thing about what I do with KGB and with my coaching is it bridge the gap between the the ketogenic style eating you know way of life and the sort of primal ancestral health way of eating and bridge the gap into hard hardcore training something that I absolutely love and I've done all my life and the funny thing is is 
I never really thought it would be a thing where there would be a lot of competitiveness involved, mm -hmm. like bodybuilding competitors, physique competition. Um, and lo and behold, just in the last year alone, maybe you know eight months, there's been an overwhelming amount of interest and in people wanting to say, hey, I want to compete. Mm -hmm. like, really? Okay, cool. It almost catches me off guard and I get really, really excited. And it's, it's not like these super genetically gifted 26-year-old guys. It's mm -hmm. like grandmothers right. and housewives and businesswomen and businessmen and grandfathers and soccer moms and construction workers and school teachers and everybody you can possibly imagine. And now it's, it's almost getting overwhelming. And of those 100 clients that I mentioned, I don't know the exact number, but if I'm just guessing, I, I think maybe, I think I've got 10 or 12 that wow. are literally stepping on stage this year. Wow. Is and, that, you think that's because bodybuilding's making a, a huge comeback or just people I, are getting more? I'm, I'm glad you said, I think you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm Well, I'm convinced bodybuilding's making a huge comeback. And I, and I think it's been gravitating towards that in the last couple of years. Now I think it's really taking off. Um, no offense to CrossFit and, functional training, whatever the fuck that means. Not, you know, no offense to you people, if that's what you dig, dig it. I'm, I'm cool with that. But I think that has kind of run its course. Yeah. And I think people are really wanting to get back to that pure, heavy, you know, hard training, dirty gym, rusty barbells, bodybuilding, sweat, you know, you know, the whole iconic Schwarzenegger, Dorian, Ronnie Coleman kind of a vibe. Yeah. And I think it's making a huge comeback. And when you talk to people in the sport and you, and you see, you talk to promoters and you see that registrations for competitions are like doubling and tripling what they had in previous years, you know, make no mistake, bodybuilding is making a comeback. And nobody's more happy about that than me. And especially when you get normal people jumping on board saying, hey, I want to do this. And to be honest, you know, and I was wrong, you know, four or five years ago, I would have been totally making fun of men's physique. Oh yeah. Totally making fun of women's bikini. And now I'm, I love the fact that those divisions are there because it gives everybody a stepping stone into the sport. Right. And let's face it. And this is going to be kind of a topic of what I wanted to cover today is, you know, people often set unrealistic expectations on, on these goals based on what they're inundated with in the media and magazines and people who are trying to make money off of their dreams and goals and vision and whatever, and they're giving them this false sense of ability mm -hmm. and what they can actually accomplish. And unfortunately, the one downside to the pure sport of bodybuilding, like the bodybuilders, the guys that go up there in the tiny little Speedos and, you know, right. those people, <laughs> that's a different level of human being for the most part. Yeah. And you have to meet a certain genet I believe a certain genetic criteria. You have to reach a certain level of work ethic that I think most people are not comfortable with. Yeah. And that's something that's not a beginner either. Uh, you know, that's the deal where, you know, you've put years and years and years into building your body, obviously. Um, you know, and that's not something that somebody decides, Hey, I'm going to compete, compete next year, but I've never, you know, never really worked out hard. So, you know, diet hard, train hard. That's great. You're just going to get you probably to an entry level position, but you're not going to walk on stage as a pro right. or what, what you see, you know, in the, in those uh, magazines. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's why, you know, and you, you've been to shows, yeah. you know, you get to the, the men's open bodybuilding. There may be 
eight guys up there. Mm-hmm. You get to men's physique. There's like they're they're herding them in like cattle. <laughs> yeah, you know they got to have like three different you know you know categories, and they're they're just like there's like maybe fifty guys. Right. Because you've got a division now where if you work your ass off, and if you especially diet your ass off. You can achieve that really, really ripped, really lean beach body, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Throw on a pair of board shorts, get your ass up there, and, and compare your work ethic and your prep and what you've done with you know similar people. And it's it's not about being this genetic freak that's been doing it for years and years, or you're genetically blessed, or chemically altered, or whatever the case may be. So anybody can jump in on stage, and now they've kind of stair-stepped other divisions. You've got classic physique which is kind of a a hybrid between you know open bodybuilding and men's physique Mm -hmm. they look like the guys from like the 80s the 70s and there's more emphasis put on posing and then there's the 212 division for those guys that might only be like you know five six five seven and can't get huge and would look dwarfed on stage so they give them a weight limit to achieve so they can compete with you know similar individuals and and it kind of keeps the playing field level which i I say all this to bring me to the point where the downside to all this on my end is i believe the recent culture and advertising and marketing and and the instagram culture and and the social media world has set very unrealistic expectations for a lot of people out there i'll give you an example this doesn't just happen once in a blue moon. And we've even kind of joked about it on the workout floor. I'll get a new client mm-hmm. or I'll get a, 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 a group member that messages me and will say, you know, hey, I want to be your client. Let's I'm gonna go ahead and sign up. Da da da. Maybe they do. And I'm like, great, we can do this. And they may say, you know, maybe we'd like to do a competition in the future. I'm like, fantastic. I totally encourage that. We can do that. I know how to do that. And then they'll send me a photograph. Mm-hmm. And they may be, not exaggerating, 40, 50, 60 pounds overweight, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. We can fix that. Yeah. But then they'll say, I'm thinking about doing a spring show. <laughs> spring <laughs> like, of when? And that's when I always say, oh, 2022? Yeah, 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 we can probably do that. It gives us a year. And they're like, yeah. no, in two months. Yeah. And sometimes I don't know whether to say, you know, laugh and say, oh, that's funny. No, we can get, get you set up for next year or if they truly mean that. Yeah. And they've just been fed that unrealistic expectation from the interwebs and they are led to believe that you can do anything in, you know, minutes a day if, you know, you give somebody enough credit card numbers. Right. So we say, well, okay, are you going to quit your job? You're going <laughs> you're going to quit your job, you're going to buy all the beef yeah. you can find and you're going to stay in the gym 8 hours a day and we make and get you ready for early next year. Right. So, yeah. Well, what did I say on a previous episode? I mean, I think the episode was called What It Takes or something like that. It was a handful of episodes ago. I don't I, listen to these. I don't listen to fucking things. <laughs> I actually don't. I, I I listened to the first two. I've never listened to another one. So, I hope they're turning out okay. Nobody's told me they suck yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Probably haven't been downloaded yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, seven loyal listeners can't be wrong. Uh, um, but uh, what, what the fuck are we talking about? Getting ready. Uh, what it takes to, to prep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I've done a previous episode called What It Takes. And apparently these people have not listened to that because I said, everybody needs to look at this like I'm taking a year. Yeah. And what I tried to explain was, is. You can be that 26-year-old guy I mentioned before that's in good shape, maybe have some visible abdominals, has some muscularity, has the genetics, 
I'm still going to tell that guy, let's give it eight months. Oh, yeah. I want to take you through a gain phase. I want to see what we can pack on. I want to see what we can even out with your symmetry. I want to see if we can pull that upper chest out. Let's pull those hamstrings out. Let's bring some definition here. Let's do this. Let's, let's narrow that diet down. Let's get you in the mindset of suffering. Mm -hmm. Let's get you prepared for that. I don't want to just take somebody and say, okay, cutting phase starts tomorrow. We'll get you ready in two months. That's not enough time to explain fucking posing and tanning to these people, <laughs> Yeah. let alone everything that you've got to manipulate to get yourself. And I ex always explain it like this. You literally have to take a living, breathing human being. And I'm not I'm not training IFBB pros who don't have a job that other than just work out and eat right. and sleep. I'm taking people that are working eight, 10, 12 hour jobs that may have kids and families and lives and, you know, you're going to have to go through the hardest work you've ever done. And it's not just the hour that you're in the gym. It's 24 seven, right? It's the diet. It's the sleep. It's the recovery. It's, and not only what you do, but it's pushing away the things that you shouldn't do. The sheer meal prep alone is meal prep alone. Right. I mean, you know, do you want to compete, Jason? Martin? Hell no, I don't want to compete. <laughs> I mean, we've done this, what, 10 years? I mean, we lift the same weight every day. But you know what? I love lifting heavy shit. But I also love whiskey. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to, I'm just not, it's not my, you know, I, I don't have that desire. Well, there's, there's a quote of the podcast. I love lifting heavy shit, but I love whiskey. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mind, uh, you know, I don't mind doing the work for that part. But I don't have the, obviously I don't have your genetics either. But I don't have the desire right now in my life at some point, maybe. Maybe I do, but I'm also realistically enough to know that um, I can't say, okay, well, Rob's going to show in June, so so am I. Right. I'm, I'm just not going to. And I get a lot of that, and that's, yeah. that will drive a person like me crazy because I see the enthusiasm, and I'm like, okay, so the first thing out of the gate I got to do with this person is you know, bust their bubble. Yeah. Say, oh, well, unfortunately, you're absolutely out of your fucking mind. <laughs> You'd yeah. never be able to do it. Now, that's not fair. I mean, they could. Yeah, but it's But who wants to be the guy or the girl that stands up there knowing they have no shot in placing top five or top six? Right. You know, my mindset is if you're going to, it's called a competition. It's a physique competition, a bodybuilding competition. Doesn't that sort of tell you that it's something that you should be striving to win? Yes. To compete against others. Your correct? best. No matter be what, your yeah. best. Yeah. And you know from being in here with me and with Ryan, you know this shit takes forever. Forever. And it is meticulous as fuck. Yeah. I mean, it, just the little tweaks that you're doing now that, you know, when you go from a book to a cut or whatever, and like the small things that you do that nobody sees and, you know, that actually changes your physique. And not, I see you every day. So, you know, but, I, you know, a month goes by and I'm like, well, shit, he's really changed a lot. And, you know, that's things you've changed you know, in your, um, in your life, not in this gym, either that's, right. you know, that's diet or that's more sleep or, or, you know, during posing, whatever. You know, I've got a guy that I'm working with now. His name's Chris. He's a great dude and he's competed in the past. Um, I don't recall how he placed, but I know he wants to do better. And like all of us, he had a tough, you know, off season after doing that show. You know, I don't, I don't know how long it's been. I forget. You know, but he's put some weight back on. He's, you know, he's a married guy. He lives a life. He has a job. And and now he's reached out to me and I'm helping him with another prep. And I'll be honest, I, I told him right out of the gate, 
the show that you want to do, it's going to be, it's going to be tight to yeah. get you there. You're going to have to suffer like you've never suffered. You're going to have to work harder than you've ever worked. There's going to be no room for error. You're going to have to do everything perfectly. And people will say, oh, yeah, I'm willing to do that. But stop for a minute and think about that phrase. Every fucking thing you do from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed and even while you're sleeping has to be perfect. You can't fuck up. Well, now, what about that piece of cake you eat with your spouse's birthday? That shit don't count, does it? No, that doesn't count. Okay. No. All and right. in the, the spoonfuls of Nutella that you have in the kitchen when <laughs> yeah. nobody's watching, those don't count either. Yeah. And the handful of M&Ms, those don't count. Or when you're walking through, you know, your daughter's bedroom and she has a box of freaking, you know, gummy worms and you take two of them, those don't count. Don't count. Yeah. None of that shit counts. Yeah. Um, or the whiskey that you had too much of. Yeah. I mean, people have no idea what it takes and how much you have to suffer. Bodybuilding physique competition is 24-7. You know, somebody who's, you know, my hat's off to these endurance athletes. I mean, these guys do incredible things. I've done some of that myself back in the day just to see if I can do it. I sucked at it, but I did it because I wanted to have a different kind of suffering in my life, if you can believe that. Like, who the fuck <laughs> says that? But um, I have enough suffering. I'm not but looking for even when I was doing, you know, a lot of cycling and even some running and that kind of stuff, I trained hard, you know, when I'd go on that ride or when I do that particular, they call them races, but I wasn't racing anybody. I was, you know, there was no chance in it. Somebody, Jesus Christ would have to miracle my ass to the front of the pack in that sport. You're but trying to survive. I was just trying to fucking survive. But there was an off time. You know, there was a time where I could go home and eat a piece of pizza and have a couple whiskeys or have a couple of beers or have the birthday cake or, or whatever. What I'm doing now, I can't do that shit. Oh, hell no, yeah. And peep, it's, it's those moments when nobody's looking, when you're just in your home or in your office. You know, there's sometimes I'm sitting on that couch and I've got a 30 minute break between clients and there's nothing I'd rather do than go eat this or do that. It's like, no, it's zero, I can't do it. How many fucking, you know me, we love whiskey. Oh yeah. We love we've whiskey. Got several bottles. We've in. got several <laughs> bottles within arm's reach right now. And right now where I'm at, where I'm at in my prep, I'm 16 weeks out, and this is all about to change, I allow myself four ounces once a week. Yeah. Right now. Wow. Four ounces. I mean, you know as well as I do, if this was not, if I wasn't 16 weeks out, we'd be having a glass right now. <laughs> yeah. Or two. <laughs> I, I would be. I, I, I mean, I might be driving home, you know, happy, you know, <laughs> but uh, no, we're ha I'm drinking fucking, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm drinking water with some crystal light freaking tea, sugar-free <laughs> tea mix in it. And it's not even good. It's just different. It's flavored water. Yeah. So, okay. So the thing is, I guess Nancy is on board with all that stuff. So that that's one more thing, one more part. That's a to good it. point. So if you're willing to bust your ass, you're willing to do all the work. So is your spouse. Because they can't guilt you into saying, I really want to go to this new Italian restaurant tonight. No, you stay home and you eat your fucking chicken. Yeah. And that's a great point. I mean, last night, I'm, I don't embellish shit. If I'm, if I'm guilty of anything, it's being too fucking blunt. But last night, it was a hectic night. We're, we're, we're putting together some fucking closet system in our house. Shoot me. It's a story of my <laughs> life. But, um, and you were a cam bolt short. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bolt short a lot <laughs> so we we finish that it's late it's six something she ends up having a, a too long of a conversation with 
the neighbor's kid's mom, you know how that shit goes. They're standing out in the street talking about nonsense and it gets late. I got to go to bed. I go to bed at seven fucking 30. Right. Because I get up at three 30 and I know how many hours of sleep I need for full recovery, you know, fresh central nervous system, everything to flow. Right. So she comes flying in the door, freaking out and starts slapping chicken breasts into a pan. And then she has this pile over here. And then she's got this small portion over here. The pile on the left is the stuff that she's marinating and seasoning and adding this and doing that for her and my daughter. And the pile on the right is basically a plate of fucking rubber. Chicken breast. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at, at 7, 16, 7, 18, like I, I remember looking at my phone, seeing what time it was. I'm eating plain fucking chicken breast. That's it. Yep. That's all I had. Sitting on the sofa watching house reruns. And then at 730... I pop my magnesium, pop my melatonin, and my happy ass is flying up to bed while everybody else is downstairs having a good time. That's the life. Right. And, you know, that's one little nugget of what, excuse me, what we do that peop, that, that that's the non-cool glamorous side of it, which is 98% yeah. is the non-cool glamorous side. Right. You know, the fun part is killing it in the gym an hour with your good friends five days a week but that's about it there's nothing fun about dieting right that, that's yeah. the hard part and I say i enjoy this i this is a stress relief for me i love coming in here every day break up my day uh you know doing shit to, that you think's impossible when you put the thousand pounds on the leg press you know there's no way we can do that and snap them off you know on yep. the fifth set whatever it was um, yeah that was a great shit and i feel great i mean we're dying but an hour later i feel on top of the world and Helps me sleep better, relieves stress. I like seeing, you know, I, I talked about this in episode one. If you're, if you can get through that horrific episode, I talked about, I'd love the experiment mm -hmm. of seeing what the body can do and how it changes. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's the coolest, most rewarding thing I've ever done, but it's also the hardest thing I've ever done, hands down. So again, we're, we're getting off topic oh, here, but... Uh, my bad. <laughs> my, my, my point is, no, it's, it's good. My point is, is people need to understand. Now this, even if you're not wanting to compete and you say, I want to have the best body I've ever had by summer. Mm -hmm. um, on June, I'm going on a cruise or in July the 3rd, I'm going to Jamaica or, you know, fucking May 20th, I'm going to a family reunion and we're going to be out on, on, the, on a boat and I want to be in a bathing suit. That's great. And we can work our asses off to get you there. But if you've got, you know, 20% body fat you got to lose in that short of time, I mean, there's a possibility we can get you there. We're definitely going to make some incredible improvements. Right. But you can't set unrealistic expectations and then get pissed off at me because, you know, homie doesn't look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club <laughs> in three months. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you've got to do everything right. You can't and wave your magic wand. Can't can't do the magic wand. But like the thing about uh, competition is you'd be shocked at how many people when I'm talking to them, I'm not, you know, I'm talking about intensity in the gym. Uh, and I've got this rating scale on my workouts in the app that I use where when you've done the workout, you can rate it. Mm -hmm. You can rate it like a one out of 10, which means that workout was lame. I felt nothing. Or 10 out of 10, which like that was the most brutal fucking thing I've ever done. Well, to be honest, you can make any workout. I was going to say, that's 10. all biased. <laughs> it's all biased. You can make any workout. Nothing, uh, if you're a client, you're listening to this. If you give it a five out of 10, 
That's not my fault. Yeah. The workout was sound. I promise you that workout that I give you would crush us. Yeah. If you work your ass off. So put some more fucking work out intensely, kill yourself. So, you know, what is the criteria of if you want to do a show? Number one, I said it already. So let, let me repeat myself. Eight to 10, eight to 12 months. That and, seems fair. And, and, and unless you're morbidly obese. And then I'll say, give yourself two years. Mm-hmm. Is that wrong? Is that bad that no. I'm telling them? That? I mean, I'm, I'm being realistic. That's up front. And if, if somebody is morbidly obese, they didn't get there in two years. No. And you're not going to get back to perfect shape. No. So if I tell you, you've neglected and abused yourself for the last decade or two, but I can get you, you know, practically stage ready in two years. To me, it's like winning the damn lottery. Yeah. I'd be ecstatic. You know how many people are like, oh, well, shit. And then a month later, they quit. You know, well, I can tell I'm not going to be, you know. I don't even know what, I don't follow Hollywood anymore. Who's hot? <laughs> I don't know. So you think, it's, you think it has to do with the I want it now society mentality? Because when I was, uh, when I when I first, the first gym I went to was a little shithole. And it was like. More shithole than this shithole? Oh, God, yeah. We're like, we're like freaking, you know, Gold's Gym compared to this place. And, but I mean, everybody in there busted their ass. Everybody trained to show, um, you know, and the people who weren't showing still worked out just as hard as the people who, you know, were going to show. Right. They just didn't diet. You know, that was the thing. And, you know, but it was one of those deals. And then that all went away. Those little small gyms like that where everybody yeah. came in, buster, yeah. it all went away. And that's what I see. I think it's coming back now. You're right. I think yeah. that's, it's more of a community thing because even the people in there that were like really, you know, I I, I tell a story. I, I walk in the, in the door one morning and there's a girl sitting there that was showing in like maybe, maybe six weeks out. She's sitting there, seeing her every every day when I went in. She's sitting there crying, just water running in her face with egg whites. And she's like, I looked at her and I was like, are you okay? And she's like, <laughs> if I have okay? to eat one more fucking egg white. And <laughs> I mean, she's almost technically losing it, but I mean, she looked freaking <laughs> great, you know. But that it was the mentality that it had broken her spirit, but she was still powering through. And yeah. she came in first place. Hell it was yeah. awesome. Ketogenic bodybuilding, KGB, the fucking skull logo. We are not your Aunt Betty's keto group, okay? <laughs> it was never intended to be that. You know, people come in and are like, well, Thomas DeLauer said it should be 75% fat and 20% per. This is not that group. Now, I'm glad you're here. Let me explain how this works. This is a hybrid between hardcore eat fucking lightning and crap thunder training yeah. everything you've got to the death blood sweat and tears kill yourself extreme physique bullshit like only two percent of the population will ever engage in and then you combine that with a style of nutrition that will put on muscle mass preserve lean tissue and get you lean i'm not talking about keto cheesecake <laughs> I'm talking about fucking steak and eggs. That's what I'm talking about. Can I be more clear? I mean, let's just be very, very clear. This is not, you know, everybody knows Keto Kenny. This is not Keto Kenny's group. Can we get that on a t-shirt? Eat your food, don't manipulate it. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) That's exactly right. I mean, this is for the extreme physique people. The chick sitting in the corner of the gym with fucking, you know, probably a blood stain on her shirt 
crying while she's eating egg whites. Yep. I mm. love that mental picture. If that doesn't get you excited, this is the wrong podcast and you're in the wrong fucking group. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got clients, women, who if you'd see them on the street, would be like, oh, isn't she a cute little thing? You see these girls in the gym and you're like, Jesus Christ. I've, there's several I, in here, yeah. Uh, there's several in here. My my Natalies and my Eves and I've got so many of these girls that have been with me for a while that just, I put them up against fucking anybody, anybody all day. You give me a group of five people that I got to take into a strange gym and we're gonna like impress the shit out of people. Probably four of those five are gonna be my women because mm -hmm. they scare the shit out of me. <laughs> They're badasses. That's yeah. the kind of people that we're talking about. This is not this like. Happy, shiny happy keto group where everybody's coming up with like you know the keto brownies and the keto fudge cake recipes <laughs> eat a, almond flour uh, you almond know flour. fucking bloody steak and eggs and when you're trying to cut you know egg whites and fucking tuna and chicken and you know fillets i mean this this is what we do oh speaking of cutting i think there is a there's a one of the the questions that you need to answer it's um basically like what adjustments do you make um, when you go from a bulk to a cut and um, it says curious to hear what differences in calories uh, foods exercise cardio which I know we you just started the cut like yeah. what last week so right so what I do well first of all it's the answer nobody ever wants to hear it depends on who you are yeah there's no number that I can give everybody I will give and I've started doing this and I didn't ever really want to because you know, 25 people are going to go, oh, that makes sense. And then you're going to get that handful of people. It's going to be like, well, they mean they're going to pick it apart. I'm giving a huge broad stroke here. Huge. So if Keto Kenny finally said, all right, I'm in. And I, you know, I'm not going to do this old style. I'm going to train my ass off and I, and I want to put on some muscle and then I want to cut. I'd say, but I don't want to hire you and I don't want to do your nutrition plan and I don't want to be a client. Okay, Kenny, here's what you do. If when you're bulking, take up, unless you're obese, then we got to change some things. I want you to eat roughly between a gram and a, or to a gram and a half of protein per pound of body weight. So you, you would do a bulk if you were obese? Well, no. Okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just in, I, I got ahead of myself. Um, I always say start from a point of leanness. Yeah. So I would tell fat keto Kenny he needs to lose some weight first. <laughs> yeah. so you just I, worry about cutting Kenny. Right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, just, just cut down Kenny. So, so okay, so we'll do it backwards. So I would tell Kenny, eat about a point or a half a gram of fat per pound of body weight and a gram to a gram and a half of protein per pound of body weight. Uh, if Kenny is morbidly obese, I would do the math with lean body mass, not counting in total body weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, and make a few different calculations there. And then I'd say, keep your carbs under 30. Um, if he's training his ass off and I'm convinced of that, I'll give him a little bit of carbohydrate around workouts if he wants them. And that's only, you know, 20 grams or so. And then once he catches a groove, then we can work in some refeeds. Um, if somebody comes to me and they're in a, you know, a fairly lean state and they want to add some mass, then I'm going to add more fat. I'm going to go to 0.75 to even in the upwards of a gram of fat per pound of body weight and really jack that protein a little more and keep it more towards that 1.25 to 1.5 grams of protein per pound of, per pound of body weight. I would allow them a little bit more carbohydrate. I'd still keep my, my total carb for the day, uh, 30 to 40 grams, but I would allow them to have anywhere from literally, if they're training really hard, 
Um, and depending on their metabolism and when, where they're at currently, I'd say you can have 20 to 40 grams of carbs around your workout. Yeah. And then we would do refeeds according to how they're going and, and how they feel and that sort of thing. So, uh, but so when I made my transition, I was literally in that 4,000 calorie range, mm -hmm. four to 4,500 calorie range. Uh, as I'm diving into my cut now, um, I'm somewhere into the 2,300 calorie range right now. And uh, that's been, a, it was a big shift that's a, for yeah, me. That's a big it's cut. It's a big shift, but I know my body and I know what works. And to add on to that, if you're out there and you're training and you want to, and you're getting to that point where you're trying to cut and you don't want to lose your hard earned muscle, there's a couple hard and fast rules with that. You have to jack your protein and you have to continue to train super hard. You have to keep the lean mass that you've built. So if you drop your protein too much because you've dropped your calories, you're not being mindful of your protein, you're going to risk losing lean mass. And if you don't continue to train super hard, you're going to risk losing lean mass. Right. So and another thing I want to add on top of that, well, I, you know, I think there's a question on there about cardio. So I'll um, cover that when we get there. There so. he is. But I was, actually, I was going to ask about the um, if you cut down on your if you're cutting, if you're doing a calorie cut, is it better if you're already muscular? Is it better to make sure you get your protein over cutting a calorie? You definitely want to hit your protein goals. Okay. Yeah, okay. for All sure. Right. All right. And, you know, so, so when, I, when, I, when I set a, in a cut, when I set a caloric ceiling for myself that I don't want to exceed, I'll still make sure that the, the, the dominant nutrient is going to be protein yeah. and I'm reaching that protein goal. And even if I go over that protein goal a little, I'm fine with that. Um, I'm pretty hard and fast on my fat goal. And carbs are also just a limit. Doesn't, you know, you have a certain limit that you reach. There's a, there's a ceiling to carbs that I don't want to go over. Uh, but if I'm below carbs, that's fine. I mean, there are certain days where I may just eat freaking meat and eggs all day. Mm -hmm. And I might finish the day with like seven or eight grams of carbs. Right. That's fine. As long as I'm hitting my fat goal and my protein goal, I'm cool with that. Okay. All right, so then, like, um, there's no one to see um, how to do a quicker workout. I can't spend three hours in the gym. I only have one hour to spend. Uh, hell, we don't spend three hours in here. We haven't, bust we, our, haven't we covered that already? We, how yeah, many we, times we, we got to beat that poor horse? I don't know, but we bust our fucking ass in 45 minutes to an hour in here. If you're spending three hours in the gym, you are so doing it wrong, exquisitely wrong. I, I, I don't even know what that looks like. Well, that's probably an hour of cardio. That's an hour of working out. And then if it's an, not an, an hour, hour of cardio, core, maybe an hour of core. Jesus, if it's not, I'm terrified of this person. I mean, so cardio, do you do all steady state? Just yeah, I, I do all steady state and, and I'll, I'll cover that. Cause I think there's a whole cardio one Oh one question. Yeah, there that is. That's at the end. We'll do that later. Yeah. Um, if you're, why spend three hours in the gym? The goal is to stimulate growth and then leave it alone and let it grow and feed the muscle and then let it recover. We've covered this in a lot of podcasts. So, you know, go back to some of the other podcasts. We're only 13 in. You can get caught up real quick. So um, definitely choose the big compound movements. You know, and as a rule of thumb, because I'm not coaching you, it's a different matter if I'm coaching somebody because it's, it's a whole different matter. But if I'm not coaching, I'm just giving you, again, broad strokes, I would say, choose heavy compound movements let's say you're doing well fuck today legs mm -hmm. we did hack squats and we did leg presses and and somebody out there's going to say what no extensions no <laughs> hamstring curls no rdls blah, 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 blah. no we didn't trust me 
So what we did is we made absolutely sure, at a minimum, the last set is to failure. Yeah. At a minimum. But there is many, many cases where our you know second, third, and fourth sets to total failure. And then we add on some weight and we go to failure again, just less reps. Then we'll add some weight and we go to failure again. And there might be some forced reps. There might be some heavy negatives. You might have some bands on there. So when you're in this gym, we spent an hour today pushing the hack squat and pushing the leg press to failure on, I would say every set, but the first one really. And you know, we worked our ass off. So you're hitting everything below the waist. You're definitely stimulating growth. You're taking sets to failure. Your intensity is through the fucking roof. We're all dying out there. Growth has been stimulated. So now we feed the muscle and we let it rest and grow. Yeah. If you don't, if you didn't get any uh, hamstrings from that, that banded, four plate super deep leg press oh my god <laughs> yeah if you do it right you're going to hit if everything. you do it right and, and again we were you know we're working together we have partners that monitor us and i know i said on the last set of the leg press i said you know if my knees aren't t- touching my chest don't count it yeah and so it was 10 reps uncomfortably freaking deep and that last rep was just like your last <laughs> rep it was like okay there isn't another one yeah when i got that 10th rep 11 was not going to happen that happened to me on leg squat yeah i was like uh i started halfway up and nope this is not there it's just not there so i would take that workout over five sets of light this six sets of that and four sets of that and then go do five sets of that you're just checking off boxes dude well that goes back to the (laughs) one through ten rating Oh, yeah. All your workouts should be a fucking 10. All your workouts should be a 10. Yeah. All your workouts. And then it's on you. And the 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 huge downside, to on, there's a lot of upsides to online training, but the one downside is, is I can't be, at, be there to rate your intensity. Right. So, you know, if you want to, you know, make sure that I'm comfortable, you know, shoot a video of two sets of your biggest compound movements for that workout and show me you turning purple and you know dying and struggling that if that last rep isn't taking 10 seconds you're probably not doing it right so that's just the way we train so if you're in the gym for three hours you've got a very skewed you know understanding of what hard training is hard high intensity training is high intensity and brief a question to me is is it better i know you do your cardio separate from our workouts like you do that later on is that a better is that it's better for you or is that better in general i always say whatever allows you to get it in okay so but and you know so just covering the cardio 101 this is so simple i can cover it now um if you're trying to preserve lean muscle which if you're listening to this podcast you probably are if this is If you've listened to more than one of these podcasts, you definitely are. (laughs) You're trying to preserve or add lean muscle. You're trying to get jacked. Stop the high intensity cardio. You do not need it. Now, somebody out there is going to argue. I don't give a shit. Keep it to yourself. Go someplace (laughs) else. Do there's no need for you to do that, especially if you're in a lower carbohydrate style nutrition plan because you do not want to be tapping into glycogen to fuel your workouts. You do not want to come out of your aerobic zone. You don't want to get into the, into that dreaded gray zone where you start to move into anaerobic, you know, effort, because then you, you risk 
you know, burning through your fuel, your glucose or, or ketones or whatever, and then you risk burning, you know, tapping into lean mass. So my general rule of thumb goes back to Dr. Phil Maffetone's method, which is so tried and true since the 70s. It's ridiculous. It's even matched some lab style, um, you know, metrics where he takes 180 minus your age, mm-hmm. and that would be roughly your max heart rate, heart rate while you're doing your cardio. So yeah, and I mean, how many of these videos have you seen pro physique competitors doing their cardio, and it's just like this casual stair stepper. Oh yeah. They're just dripping in sweat, kind of just going along. They're not killing themselves. Yeah. They're not sprinting on the damn thing, or they're not out doing wind sprints and tire flips and you know sprint intervals on a spin bike. I do, I walk around my neighborhood for 45 minutes when I'm cutting and that's it. And it's conversation pace. And it's just, you know, it's that 180 minus, you know, I keep my heart rate monitor on. I keep that 180 minus my age uh, max, which is not that much, but it's very, very effective for burning body fat and retaining lean mass. That's cardio 101 for me. Okay, awesome. So what um, the next one is, how often should refeeds be if not training for a competition, especially how many carbs can even be in a refeed? Refeeds is it, you know, I think refeeds for most can be a weekly thing unless they affect you poorly. I mean, you got to be honest with yourself. If you, if you're cruising through the week and you're eating low carb, moderate fat, high protein, you feel great. You're making some body composition changes. You like the way things are going. Here comes a Sunday and you have 400 grams of carbs. You wake up on Monday morning, you feel like you've just had your ass kicked. You feel you may have some, you know, GI distress. You feel like shit, you're lethargic, your workouts suck or whatever. Then maybe you're not ready or it's just not for you. Or maybe you need to cut that number in half. You need to experiment. The, the problem is, is people, oh, refeed, I get to have carbs. So they don't really, they don't suffer the cost. They may go through that feeling like dog shit and say, well, fuck it. He, you know, he says refeeds yeah. and you know, I'm enjoying it when it's going down, but it sucks the day after. Well, maybe you're doing too much. Maybe you went too hard. Maybe you're choosing the wrong foods. And the other thing I want to say about refeeds is this, and it's been said a thousand times in the group, stop confusing refeeds for cheat meals. Right. This is not a, you know, get out of jail free pass to go eat pizza and burgers and fries and cocoa pebbles and all that horse shit you people are eating for your refeeds. That's not a fucking refeed. That's a trash fest. Okay. (laughs) When I have a refeed, I have some cream of rice. I may have a sweet potato. I might have just some rice with lunch. It may be some gluten-free oats. I mean, it's these kind of more still kind of bland whole food, you know, more nutrient dense carbohydrates, replenish that glycogen, don't do a bunch of damage to your blood sugar. I tried that high sugar horse shit, you know, trash refeed once. My blood sugar swings went crazy. My blood pressure went up. I remember literally walking outside to mow the lawn and I had to sit down and Nancy was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm having these massive blood sugar swings. I feel like shit. And I'd, I'd ate a bunch of, I'd like eaten almost a whole box of fucking cereal. Yeah. And like pancakes and a pop tart or something like that. And I thought I was going to die. Never again. I'm like, well, this is stupid. This doesn't make any sense anyway. Why did I? Why did I even do this? So no. So don't refeed. Don't don't refeed on a box of Fruit Loops. Do not refeed on a <laughs> box of Fruit Loops. So no. That I mean, if and especially if you're competing, and you want to be your absolute best on stage, your body has no place for this shit. Right. Why put this toxic horse shit in your body? So no. All right. That that's a no for me. 
<clears throat> what about, let's see, um, let me scroll through. Uh, talk about stalls, um, what you should do when weight loss stalls out for a few weeks. Weight loss is not linear. It does not just go from, like on a graph, It's if you're 225 pounds, it's not just going to be this beautifully falling perfect arc down to 205 pounds. It's going to look like a staircase. And it's going to look like a staircase that, you know, some somebody on the spectrum drew or like a two-year-old drew. It's going to be all over the fucking place. It's, you're going to lose three or four pounds, then you're going to stall out. And then you'll deal with that for a few days and then you maybe lose another pound. Then you might lose three pounds. Then you might gain a pound and then you might lose four pounds. That's just the way it works. Especially if you're a woman. Especially if you're a woman. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, it does. Guys lose weight easier than women do. It's got to be a, you know, a thing for childbearing purposes, holding on to more body fat, you know, whatever. Um, but it will happen. Stay the course and be patient. You know, the one of the biggest problems people have is not being patient and consistent. You know, I will have somebody work with me for three months, lose some body fat, make some changes, and then quit. And then, you know, even though through the whole thing, I was pointing out, well, you went over on this, well, you're way under on that, well, you're over on this, well, you're over on that. You know, you really need to control, get to control your carbs. Your protein is crazy low. Your protein's crazy low. Your protein's crazy low. Ninth time in a row, you gotta get your protein up. You gotta get your protein up. Why do you keep going over on carbs? Why did you have that? Oh, you didn't track for nine days. <laughs> oh, okay. You missed 13 out of 26 workouts. And then after three months, you know, this just isn't working for me. I'm just going to have to quit. This just doesn't work for me. You know? Oh, okay. So hard training and clean diet, adequate recovery doesn't work for you. Well, you didn't do any of it. Yeah. You know, you did about a third of it and you expect results from somebody that did it a hundred percent. So it's easy to blame me, you know? especially when you're trying to invest money. But, you know, the, the thing is, you just weren't ready to commit. That's not a person in the corner crying with egg whites, by the way. No, I love that girl. I wish I could meet her. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember her <laughs> She's name. She's my new personal hero. The, 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 crying, egg, the crying egg white lady. <laughs> she's my new, she's going to fuel me through like the last four weeks of prep. <laughs> All right, here's a good one. Uh, reviewing ITT looks like we do a different workout every week. Uh, everything we've done was the same exercises for three to five weeks, then phased to something else. Well, that's what you do. That's not what we do. Yeah. Uh, well, we we I, never do the same we thing. Know, ITT workouts are what we do. So if you want to know what workouts that I'm doing and what Jason's doing and the guys in here are doing, those are the workouts that we do. Now, you will notice consistently you'll see leg presses, you'll see bench presses, you'll see incline presses, you'll see reverse grip pulldowns, you'll see seated low rows, you'll see chest supported barbell rows, you'll see, you know, you're going to see the same 15, mm -hmm. 18 exercises over and over again, just put together differently with different supersets, different drop sets, different rest pause sets. So no, it's not the same, same workout for six weeks. And then we do, you know, like, we don't do it to where Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday are the same exact workouts. Then we do that for six weeks. Yeah. I've seen people do that. And if that's what keeps you consistent and that's what make, keeps your brain happy. And what do you call people that it's like, like a, it's like, can that be like a type A OCD kind of a thing where so. everything's got to be? <laughs> Definitely right brain. Yeah. Le left, left brain. Yeah. I don't brain. know which one it is. Um, but no, if, if the ITT workouts is okay. If you see, 
you know, like whatever 200 and whatever workout was chest and triceps. That's probably the chest and triceps workout we did two weeks ago. Yep. And then the next one that goes up will probably be the chest and tricep workout we did a week ago and so on. That's just when I can update them. So to me, that that six to eight week thing reminds me of the old school days when you had one trainer that would sell you a workout yeah. for 50 bucks. And they OK, it was um, a workout nutrition plan, tuna and rice. And here's your plan for six weeks, come back in another six weeks with 50 bucks and I'll give you another. Right. One. That yeah. was kind of the, the logic. And I, and I tell people all the time, you know how many clients will hire me, even though I've, I've said it a thousand times, I don't do meal plans. Mm -hmm. I do not do meal plans. If you're thinking about hiring me as your coach, I'd love to have you. Don't ask me where the meal plan is <laughs> three hours after you sign up. You do not get one. I will give you a list of foods, a very exhaustive list. And then I will set your macros and your caloric ceiling. And then you choose the foods off of that list to match the goals that I set. That is, you know, what's the old phrase? You know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. I'm going to teach you how to build meals around the macros that I set for you for whatever your particular goal is. I'm not going to give you a list that says at 645 have tuna and broccoli. What if you hate tuna? <laughs> then you're just going to go to the list and say, well, I fucking hate tuna. So what else is on this list? Oh, chicken breast. I'll have that instead. Well, you could have done that shit yourself. <laughs> right. I'm just saying you need to have this number of protein, this number of fat, this number of carbs. And everybody knows that I recommend that you spread your meals out throughout the day. Now that goes against the very, very popular and trendy intermittent fasting. Somehow intermittent fasting and the keto world get married and are supposed to live happily ever after. There is even scientific proof now that I mentioned on a previous podcast, if you want to retain and build lean mass, and if that is your huge goal, eating frequently throughout the day supports that far better than fasting. I don't give a shit what you say. I'm gonna still eat every two to four hours because I've tried both. The fasting to put on and preserve mask sucks. It doesn't work. You can get fucking crazy lean. And if that's your thing, dig it. I don't care. But if you're asking my opinion of what's going to maximize your potential for putting on lean mass and preserving it, frequent eating throughout the day is definitely the best call. I'm going to need a 16-8 um, a uh, nutrition plan at the end of this podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> that works great. If you're, like if you're a cubicle sitting Sally and, you know, you just want to drop some weight and intermittent fasting helps you reach your caloric deficit run with that sally i don't fucking care but if you come to me and say i want to be this jacked ridiculous eight pack ab vascular separated muscular beast like this chick or this guy on instagram or this bodybuilder or this physique competitor then i'm going to say i mean what's the formula train your ass off super high intensity you know, nail your macros that are prescribed without fail, get lots of sleep. And when you are eating, I want you to divide that food up into, into meals spaced out throughout the day. I have my first meal, depending on Mondays and Wednesdays, uh, I start at six now. And on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, I start at 5 a.m. at the gym. My first client of the day always sees me with a shaker bottle in my hand. If you ask my first client of the day, have you ever seen this guy without a shaker bottle in his hand? They're going to say, come to think of it, never. I'm drinking my protein at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m., my first client. You know, it's, it's just without fail. That's the process. 
And then when I finish that shake, two to four hours later, I'm eating again. Two to four hours later, I'm eating again. I'm stressing out right now because I think I'm about to surpass my limit. I can get the fuck out of here and stop talking to you people and go eat. Well, do you got time for one more question? I found I one down here. Yeah. Okay, it says, uh, Make it a good one. Building muscle, uh, building muscle after 50 for a newbie. Well, let's see. I think we just covered that with eat, sleep, and <laughs> eat. Hold on. Train your ass off, eat, sleep. Um, Obviously, there are considerations to be made with, you know, joint health. And, you know, I'm not going to tell a 50 year old that hasn't lifted to go do, a, you know, deadlifts. Maybe, <laughs> you tell me to go do this. My fucking joints hurt all the time. <laughs> well, you're different. You just do what the fuck I tell you to do, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, it's like anybody else. You just have to be mindful of, you know, any limitations with joint concerns or injuries or, you know, a 50 year old is not going to be able, you know, we, we train with a kid named, you know, Caleb, who was on the show on episode 12. He's 22 years old. Yeah. So when Caleb complains, we're like, shut up. You're 22. <laughs> you're like, you're made out of Teflon. I mean, we could throw you down a flight of stairs and you'll get back up and you'll be fine again. So when Caleb says my knees hurt, f go fuck yourself, Caleb, you're 22. <laughs> yeah. You know, but when my knees hurt, there's a good possibility my kneecaps might go flying across the gym if I don't, if I'm not careful and I have to watch my lower back after 30 years of hard training, I have to be careful. So obviously just be careful, but anybody, I mean, what, what did you say? Anybody can do a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Anybody can, can take that intensity to a 10 out of 10. Maybe not the first few weeks, ease in a little bit, get to know your body. But with good proper form, I mean, failure always is under the, you know, the disclaimer of having proper form. If you take a set of anything to failure and do it with proper form, it's safe. And I would also go to backtrack to the gentleman who, or woman, whoever it was, that talked about three hour workouts, which mm -hmm. I still can't even comprehend that, or why anyone would do that. I will say that a three-hour workout, even at modern intense, moderate intensity, is more dangerous oh. than a 45-minute workout balls out with good form. I agree. It's going to put a lot more stress and harm on your body. With training, it's about stimulating growth and getting, getting the fuck out and letting it grow. That's the way it works. We kill ourselves for an hour in here. And then we're out of here. We're pounding protein and we're back on meal schedule. And I'm very mindful that I've had my happy ass in bed by 7, 38 o'clock to take advantage of growth and recovery. And, and that's really all you have to do. Well, there, there's no magic because of age. I mean, take it easy, be mindful, be cautious, ease into it, and then make sure that when you are pushing those sets, when you get into the higher intensity, that it's always done with good form. Well, I will say like before, probably before I started training with you for when you would start first for your first um, show, um, I don't think I ever knew what failure really was. I thought I did, but until you get to a point where someone is physically picking the weight up off of you, we have that ability because we're all spotting each other here and we, you know, we work out as a team more or less. I know everybody doesn't have that option, but your body can do way more than you will let it. Absolutely. The, the body is such an amazing mechanism and it, and it can take so much more punishment than you think, but you have to, you know, it has to become resilient over time. You know, I think I used a, there's an old phrase that um, rough waters make strong timber. It, it was a, a phrase used way back in the days of the, the, the shipping, you know, like, like boats. Mm -hmm. 
you know, when that when rough waters keep pounding the the wooden hulls of ships, it actually makes the timber stronger. It makes it more resilient. And I think the body's the same way. You have to build up that resilience over time. You have to build that muscle. You have, you know, you 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 know, create that Teflon hull. And I think uh, that has a lot to do with it. So, but in terms of competition in general, you know, circling circling back, <laughs> go circle back on this one. <laughs> I don't think you've answered it. Go ahead. What do you think? Uh, um, if you're thinking about competing, I encourage it highly. Just be realistic. I'm going to say it again. Give yourself eight months to a year. I don't care if you're Billy Super Stud in the gym that when you walk in, everybody thinks, oh, Billy, he's so strong. He's so ripped. He's so shredded. If Billy's never competed, I'm even going to tell Super Billy that he needs to give himself eight months because there's so much more to it. There's so much more tweaking and there's a whole evolution to the process. And something that I also want to throw in here before we close that everybody needs to understand about competition is there are so many X factors and intangibles that you will never think of, that you will forget. And I always use the word smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. Because what you also have to understand is, is you could go through that eight months of prep, be in the best shape of your life. There's still going to be things that you're not expecting, the psychological effect. You're going to look in the mirror and the three or four people around you are going to say, Billy, you look better than you've ever looked. You're fucking amazing. You're going to win. You're fantastic. Well, yeah, they're going to tell you that. They're yeah. your gym bros, you know? And you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to see Napoleon Dynamite. You're going to see like, you're, you're going to think you look like shit because that's just the mind games that your body plays. But what you got to understand is, is if you do everything right and you come in and shape, then you have to realize there's a whole nother factor on top of that. When you are standing under professional theater stage lights and you have three coats of competition tan on, where you, you're, def, you're, you're basically the shade of a walnut cabinet, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. And you've got the oil on and you've carb depleted and then you've manipulated water in that last 24 hours and then you've carb loaded right before the competition and then you pump up backstage and you reinflate those muscles with glycogen and pump them things back up and you get vascular, the veins start poking and then you stand up under those theater lights and everything changes. You look completely different. You look 10 feet tall and bulletproof if you've done your homework. So there are so many things that you don't realize. Posing, let me say this again, posing. If you're doing bodybuilding especially, or if you're a woman and you're doing women's physique uh, or women's figure, the posing element is everything. Um, our good friend Melvin, who's actually you know a judge, who's judge shows, he has told us countless times that he will be judging, you know, some people on stage. They come out, they look amazing, and they start posing, and he'll be like, oh, well, shit. You trained your ass off. You look great, but you don't know how to present it. Mm -hmm. And it turns the judges off. You're up there. Your poses look like shit. Your elbows are too high. You're, you didn't lean right. You didn't present that right. You're shaking your ass off. You got cartoon sweat flying off your face because you didn't do, work on your conditioning. You didn't pose enough. And they're going to be like, that guy didn't pose. Fuck him. You yeah. know, I'm going to give it to the guy next to him who may not be quite as shredded, but you can tell that guy's worked his ass off. He's nailing his poses. He looks fantastic. He's presenting it. They're judging you on a complete package of things. Conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. If you're coming into the week before the show and you're in like panic mode, 
trying to diet harder or do this more or worrying about your water, all that says to me is you didn't put in the work. You didn't come in condition. Right. If you put in the work, you should come into peak week with your feet up on the coffee table, kicking back and saying, fucking bring it. I'm ready. All I got to do now is cut my water a little bit, carb up a little bit, pump up, and then I'm going to fucking own this thing. Yeah. Hit my poses. It, it hits your poses. Hit that conditioning. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about competing people, please understand it's an eight month to a year process, you know, or more depending on where you're starting from. Yeah. But it is possible. It's extremely rewarding. You can do it. But please come into this with a realistic mindset and understand that everything that you think you're going to have to do, double that shit, double that shit. And then you're going to be ready. And then you will go through this pain. You'll go through this suffering. You will go through the process, but you'll never regret a moment of it once you stand up on that stage. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. So fucking do it. But don't come to me and say... (laughs) Let's see. I've abused myself for nine years. I'm 47 pounds overweight. I think I'm ready for a show in two months. You think? <laughs> no. But we can get you there. Eventually. Next year. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. Next year. Make the commitment. Yep. What else? Um, I think we're out, actually. We're out. We're we, out. Do we? I picked some questions. Did we bore people I think enough we're, today? I think we're over the limit on our time. Are we, we over? Oh, we're yeah. an hour and four minutes. That's actually not bad for us. Oh, well. I don't, this is only my second one. I don't remember what we did with the first one. Well, there are no rules, but I know you got to get your ass back to work. I got whiskey waiting on me. I got food waiting on me. <laughs> and a wife, you know, standing in front of a closet system with a wrench. Missing a cam bolt. <laughs> get your ass over here. <laughs> Put in some work. But uh, so um, coaching is available. I, I have reached 100 clients, but I have room for a few more i am probably going to have to cap this thing at some point so if you would like to uh work with me one-on-one online uh go to robgoodwin.com uh all the information there about coaching is is there and available for you walk you through it and if you have any specific questions simply message me and let me know what you need if you're not a member of the ketogenic bodybuilding facebook group jump in there and join 10,000 like-minded crazy people it's the island of misfit toys uh, you'll love that group. It's very, very supportive. And um, and I got kicked off of so much social media. What's left? Oh, we have a ketogenic bodybuilding Instagram page. Finally. We've never had that before. So don't be afraid of the fact there's only like 400 followers on there because it's brand new. It's only a couple weeks old. But when we do post pictures of training and stuff we do in the gym and nutrition shit and prep stuff, that's where it will be. So Instagram.com slash ketogenic bodybuilding. Please follow that account. And uh, we've even got a telegram now, right? Yeah, we do have to. That's pretty damn active. It's like the telegram's weird. It's like a hundred rabid, crazy people. <laughs> it's very active. It's <laughs> just a hundred people, but they never stop. It's like you wake up at three in the morning and there's like, like 36 people like gone after it. So uh, just go to telegram, uh, download the telegram app. Uh, the ketogenic bodybuilding group, just search for that and click join and join in the fun. And I think that covers it. Is that yeah. all, is that all our shit? Hey, we will have a video up. Um, I, I took a, a little quick video of the, uh, banded leg press. Oh, today. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> so you can throw that up on so there. So we get more emotional trauma. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to actually talk to you about that. I am not an Instagram bunny. I, I, I hate that shit but we're running out of content. Oh, okay. All What's the that? shit that you shot back in 19, I <laughs> yeah. think we're done. <laughs> so we'll we're going to start shooting some more, but this time 
we're going to start shooting you. Oh, shit. We're going to get me. We're going to get Caleb and Ryan. So um, if you want to see cool shit and train wreck Instagram videos, join the ketogenic bodybuilding, bodybuilding Instagram page. And uh, so maybe starting next week, we'll start shooting some stuff because uh, those videos are fun. But uh, uh, tell a friend, let us know what you think, and I'll be putting up a thread on the Ketogenic Bodybuilding Facebook group for questions for episode 14, 14. which uh, I'm trying to come up with a very special guest for 14. You know who that is? Have I told you? We talked about it, yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to try to get my wife on here. Yeah, that'll be a good one. That'll be a train wreck. <laughs> well, hey, she brings a unique perspective because we, we talked about that. You can be on board all you freaking want to, but if your spouse is not, it's, it's, it's not going to work. For My her. wife, Mrs. Goodwin, Nancy herself, I got to give her credit. She is like the most supportive, badass prep wife of all time. So, and she will not hold back. So if you have any questions yeah. about her, me, embarrassing shit, I don't care what it is. It's going to be a no holds barred. Um, there, a fight might break out. So it's good that I have Jason here now to sort of, uh, he'd be the mediator. He'd be the mediator, um, of that. So, um, we've got some stories. Yeah. Maybe you can hear, hear about the, uh, the hair boxers. That's another story. I'll save that for the podcast. <laughs> tune <But> in. <laughs> tune in. Uh, thanks everybody for your support. Please tell a friend and, uh, we will try to get back on a regular schedule. I keep promising that we suck at it. But I think with Jason here now to keep the shit the shit <laughs> steered straight, uh, maybe we can get on a regular schedule. So tune in for episode 14. Thanks again, guys, and have a great night. Train hard, eat a steak, train your ass off, all that good stuff. Bye. Later. <laughs>